Welcome to the sixth episode of Season 2 of Warriors Off Court, the San Francisco Chronicles NBA podcast. I'm your host, Warriors beat writer Connor Letourneau, and today I'm joined by forward Alfonso McKinney, who discusses what it's like to be one of the NBA's biggest storylines, his development in the G League, and much, much more. What has just the past, the past few weeks been like for you? Not just the, experiencing the on-court success that you have, but being a national story, going from a guy who maybe a lot of people weren't familiar with to having all these interview requests, being talked about, you know, having all the stories written about you. How's, how's all that been? I mean, it's been great publicity for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, a lot of people, like, now starting to, you know, starting to, read about me and like just kind of get a general idea of like who I am a little bit and right. you know like where I've been with this basketball thing I mean I have like I have people like walk up to me like when I'm in, in the bay and be like oh like I read your story like you know I got a lot of people like sending me messages like oh like your story inspirational you know just a lot of people like hitting me up like like telling me like that yeah. it's motivation I mean it's, it's a good feeling for me because you know, I ain't really, I ain't really had no stories. I was looking at like, yo, like that's motivation. Right. But you know, for my story to be motivation to other people, you know, it's it's a cool feeling. When when what are some specific instances where that's happened, where you've kind of been pulled aside, like out in public, like in Oakland, or? Oh, I go to so I go to Target a lot. <laughs> like in Oakland? Yeah, <laughs> it's like right by where I stay. Yeah. I, uh, I was in Target, maybe like a few people was just like, yo, like, you McKinney, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, like I read your story, like your story is like, truly inspirational. Like, right. You know, I had like kids like DM me and like college players, and, you know, like some guys who even play overseas and like, you know, the lower level leagues yeah. telling me that, you know, them reading my story is, is inspirational for them. So, yeah, it's kind of, you know, everybody, everybody feeling the right. sense that it's inspirational. I mean, it, it can be, you know, not just the basketball players because you could take it, you know, whatever job you might do, yeah. you know, just never give up. You were, uh, you had a big spread in New York Times the other day. Uh, yeah. Did you see that? And what, what's yeah, what's yeah. that like? I got that hard copy in the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that something, is that the kind of thing you're going to frame someday or put up someday? Oh, or? I think Raymond going to frame it. He's going to frame it for me. Yeah. But nah, that's big. You know, I ain't never been in the New York Times. <laughs> did you ever think that you would be in the New York Times? I or? never even thought about it. Like, <laughs> so that's why when I did the interview, I'm like, the New York Times, like, that's big time. Yeah. They ain't no, like, an ESPN article. Yeah, you know, um, Stephen A. like saying my name. Yeah, it's spelling your name wrong. Yeah, like it's been crazy, you know. This is a great. How how much has your social media increased the past couple weeks? Oh, since I dropped that Fergie video, I probably got like thirty thousand followers already. And what were you at before? I was at like fourteen five or something. And then Twitter. What about Twitter? Seven or something. (laughs) I I don't think people. I think, well, Instagram, like, more popping than Twitter right now. Yeah. But, like, I probably got, like, I was at, like, 3,000, I think, on Twitter. I'm already probably at, like, 8,000 or something. Yeah. 8,000, maybe. Nah, it's been, it's been a lot. Um, 
dude, especially when a guy like in who's playing overseas or in the G League or something reaches out, is that kind of special because you were that guy not that yeah, long yeah. ago? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Like even like a lot of my friends at home who like go overseas and play, you know, they always ask me, yo, like, like how, like how you do it? Yeah. You feel me? It's just. I'm sure it feels a lot more real for them too. No, nah, it is. You know, because they, they they've seen me play. You know. Different places and they watched it, and you know, they've been following the journey because they've been right there. Like, you know, even my trainers, <laughs> my yeah. trainer was like, Man, like, it's crazy. Like, I used to talk to him like all the time when I was in Luxembourg, uh, and now, like, I'm gonna go to state, so <laughs> yeah, know, it's, it's a real feeling for everybody. I would say, uh, how was uh, how 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 instrumental was Jerry Stackhouse for you? It seemed, I, it seemed like he from what I've seen, was was pretty key in terms of just helping you learn how to defend the perimeter, guard multiple positions. Like, how, how much did he help you? I mean, he helped me out a lot. I mean, because me playing the 905, that's pretty much why I got all my reps in. Yeah. You know, we would do we would do a lot of defensive stuff in practices. And, you know, I had some, like, individual workouts with him, um, you know, before games and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I just think he helped me, helped me get there. Um, Help me. Well, he gave me the reps. Right. And, you know, he just, like, just taught me a little bit, you know, how to guard the perimeter and stuff like that. You know, if I, <laughs> I f- up, he used to be on my ass. Like, yeah, I think him just, you know, giving me the reps at it every day. Was he pretty encouraging? Did he tell you, you know, I could see you being in the league? Or- uh, I mean, Stack played, Stack, I feel like Stack played a part of me even going to Toronto. But, really? You know, Windy City, we played the 905 a lot. Yeah. And, um, like I had some good games with them. Then you know I ended up making an All Star team that staff right. was coaching. Right. And uh, I remember like All Star practice. Like I probably got no reps. I, I probably one or two reps. Like you know each drill. But then you know I ended up starting in the All Star game. Right. I ended up having like 16 points or something. Um, did he? Was that his decision for you to start, or did was he it was a vote thing? <laughs> I know I wasn't sure if it was like a vote type thing. I know I was like, wait, hold on, I'm starting, and yeah. I end up starting. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, he, right after the All Star game, I think it was like an article or something. They was asking him about me and stuff. And, you know, he was like, "Look, you know, talk about how much you like my game and stuff like that." So that's why I figured, like, you know, he had he had a role. How thankful are you that the G League exists? You know, because if not for the G League, you, you know, you might not have had that path to I mean, the G League. You know, like for, for me, well, a lot of guys, you know, a lot of guys like complaining about the G League to pay and all that stuff. But like commercial me, flights, yeah, the budget for hotels. Me, it was just about the opportunity. Like, like I know, like every G League team is owned by an NBA team. Right. So every game, like no matter who you play, no matter who you are, like it's NBA like right. scouts and you know big time European scouts watching you every game. Like, right. And you know it's just you know it's just a big opportunity. You know, for me. I mean, I'm grateful for it because, you know, I, I benefited. I benefited from it. And, you know, that's that's most guys' goals when they go to the G League, you know, to, to get the NBA looks. And, you know, some guys move on to the NBA, some guys don't. But, like, you know, for me, it was, it was, uh, it was pivotal for my career. Were you, how mindful were you when you got to Windy City about G 
changing your game. Like it sounded like you were more of an interior player before, right? And you kind of. I mean, I played the four in the G League. But yeah. In the city, I pretty much played the four, but like I guarded. Like I would switch off and guard, like guards and stuff. I mean, yeah. I've always switched. Like that's right. just always been my thing. You know, but. Um, Did you? How much would you say you changed your game in the G League? I would just say my shot got more consistent and you know, yeah. just more comfortable, like putting the ball on the floor more. And, uh, you know, my defense got better. Yeah. Was, were you much of a shooter in in uh, Luxembourg and Mexico? Or were you just kind of a guy who I dunked? Just took, well, in Luxembourg, I, you just I dunked shot on like people. 30 shots in the game. Yeah. So, like, I shot the ball a lot in Luxembourg. In Mexico, I shot the ball fairly fair amount <laughs> yeah but, um, yeah in the G League I mean I didn't I didn't like shoot a lot of threes but you know I was a player on the scouting report it would say like I would yeah. shoot it and um yeah were you surprised that you not only made got got the opportunity with Wendy City but with thrust in the starting lineup so quickly and got an opportunity to shine on that team? I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I just knew I was working hard and I was damn near averaging a double-double, so I just thought, like, like my time is gonna come eventually. Right. I mean, but I ain't have a problem coming off the bench. Um, like I said, I was averaging, like, 15 and 9 right. coming off the bench. So, me being in the starting line, I really didn't matter. But once right. I did get the starting spot, you know, it was, it was great because that was one of my goals, you know, going into the year, like, to be a starter. Right. But I mean, I was playing so well off the bench. You know, I didn't really, I didn't really, really care if I came off the bench or started. Have you been surprised by? I know it hasn't been as great in the past couple of games, but were you surprised by how well you shot the ball to start the season? I mean, you were leading the league in three-point percentage for a minute. <laughs> like, I mean, my shot—that's something I've been working on. So yeah. for me, it's just for me, it's just shooting. Yeah. And, um, I've been working on them, so you know, I, every shot I take, you know, I expect it to go in, you know, just because I know how many, how many reps I got up, you know, shooting it through, and how much I've been working on that. So, um, when did when when did you notice the biggest improvement in your shot? Was it Luxembourg, Mexico, G League? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. You had a lot of time in Luxembourg, right, to work on it, right? Like yeah, you, you I, pretty... I wasn't like I wasn't like repping my shot in Luxembourg. Really? I, mean, I probably yeah. I put the most work into my shot, like probably when I was in when I got to when I signed with Toronto, and they would come to Chicago and work me out. We would just have straight workouts. I would do workouts just straight form shooting. Yeah. And then move back and move back. And um, yeah, that's when I got to Toronto. That's when I felt like my shot was really improved. I mean, I felt like I always could shoot it, but like you know, my my mechanics just changed up a little bit. And uh, when I got to Toronto, you know, they helped me out a lot with my shots because um, they wanted me to shoot threes. And, how, how did you change your mechanics? Was it like higher arc? Was yeah, it like, just you know, just trying to keep the ball straight and you know my my footwork and my balance on my shot. And, you know, that was that was mainly it. Yeah. Did you want to shoot more in college, or or was it just a, the system you weren't? I, mean, I just played the system. Yeah. I mean, we was winning, so it really didn't, yeah. it didn't matter. And I just knew, like, the players we had. Like, I mean, we had the the number one player in the league. Sykes, right? Yeah, yeah. so, you know, he got to get his shots. So. And, I mean, I used to help him get his shots. So it was like, 
whoever the hot guy was, that's who that's who we was feeding. Have you talked to him recently? Talk to him every day. Is he he's your best friend? Yeah. Is he where's he playing now? Italy. What's he thought of all this? Has he been one of your biggest supporters, biggest He'll fans? Tell you right now, he said I called it back in college. Really? Even though he was the back go-to guy? Yeah, he, I swear. He always told me. Even though like he was like number one player, like in the Horizon League and stuff, he always tell me like, like bro, like you, like you, you better than me. Like you got the ideal like NBA body, like six eight, athletic, shoot, like you defend. Yeah. So he been called. He's the first <laughs> one that called in my eyes. <laughs> so he, he just like, yeah, told you. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah, so like me come like for real, like me come to the NBA, like it, to him is like he like I've been to it was gonna happen. Yeah. He like it's just exciting to see it happening right now. Yeah. And the team, you know, that you been fortunate enough to play with. Cool man. Appreciate you. All right. Warriors Off Court is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcast. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. Follow me on Twitter at con underscore cron and email me at cleturno at sfchronicle.com. Support Warriors Off Court and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.